Back in 1908, Kansas City biscuit businessman Jacob Luce was locked into a bitter rivalry with Nabisco when he had this idea for a chocolate sandwich cookie, unlike anything on the market. The Hydrox had this like really elaborate laurel wreath and this really elaborate font. It was like a very baroque sort of cookie. How Kansas City created the original Oreo. That's on the podcast, A People's History of Kansas City. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. the biggest game shows in the world, and it began all the way back in 1964. Folks, what is Jeopardy? Today, we're joined by Hallmark Cards data analyst Michael Menkes, who was a two-time Jeopardy champ in season 39, and he just competed in the 2024 Champions Wildcard, airing just last week. Michael's originally from St. Louis, but now works in Kansas City. Great to have you, and uh, I recognize you from uh, the TV screen. Here you are, <laughs> right in front of me. Yeah, it's always really interesting when you you know you go back to work yeah. after after your episodes there, and people are like, "You were on TV. I, yeah. I, saw, I saw you on Jeopardy." So it's it's really kind of cool to have those experiences, friends, family, coworkers, and and now you. That's great. Well, as a two time champ, what was it like when you were asked to come back on the show for the Champions Tournament, Michael? Yeah, so um, I kind of thought it was a prank at first. <laughs> um, because no tournament like this had ever been done before, mm-hmm. right? It, traditionally, the Tournament of Champions was for five or four game winners, people like me who won a measly two games, <laughs> right, right? You know, right. Uh, we, we didn't really always get a second chance to come back. So when they first announced this in March 2023, I thought, oh, well, you know, that would be pretty awesome. I guess that includes me. And then in December, I got the call from the producers and I was back out there in early January. And I was the entire time I was like, Oh man, this is this is a prank. I don't think this is really happening because it's such a cool experience. You always yeah. want to have that second chance. But why is it a cool experience? I mean, for everybody it's different. For me, my grandma sat me on her lap when I was a baby to watch Jeopardy. I was raised in a game show household, yeah. right? And, you know, my parents when I was a kid they're like, "Oh, you know, one day one day you you should go on Jeopardy. Well, actually, my mom wants me to go on Wheel of Fortune, but everybody else wanted me to go on Jeopardy. And you're like, oh, you'd be so good at it. So, I mean, that just kind of turned into a bucket list item, right? And then when you're when you're out there and you, you're looking at the board and you're like, oh, my goodness, this is actually happening. Yeah. And you're, you're living that lifelong dream. So. Do you have a hard time, you know, focusing in a moment like that? Or do you feel a little bit scattered because there's so much pressure on you in a moment like that? Weirdly, I didn't have much of a problem with that, actually. Huh. I don't know why. It just it just kind of all of my nerves were in the minutes and hours leading up to being on stage. Once you're on stage, you're just like, all right, let's go. Oh, that's neat. Well, I I think it's safe to say that you lost the game on Friday, but you still ended up with twenty five thousand bucks. How are you feeling about that? Or is the wound too fresh? And (laughs) can we ask how you're recovering from it? Yeah. So I I posted on my personal social medias. Right. You know, congratulating the, the two people I played against, you know, Juveria. Javeria is here and Andy Terrell, um, two amazing people, yeah. amazing people. And I posted on my socials, I was like, look, you know, NFL players, they say the worst feeling in the world is losing the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd rather go 0-17 than lose the Super Bowl. And that was my Super Bowl. So now I kind of know how that feels. I'm like, okay, that it stings, right? You know, and, and I think everybody who's lost on Jeopardy, because everybody loses on Jeopardy eventually, they'll tell you, yeah, you know, it kind of sucks. You know, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not going to lie. It stings a little. 
But just, you know, if you're going to lose, you want to lose to people you respect. And, you know, the, the 25 grand really doesn't hurt either. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, do, do you get to know your competitors a little bit? Do you have time to sort of chit chat before the before the lights go on? Yeah. So my first time out there in August of 2022, Jeopardy was under pretty strict COVID regulations. So, I mean, we all had to sit, you know, 10 feet apart. We were all masked up. There wasn't really a great opportunity to get to know any of the fellow contestants. Right. This time around, it was much more relaxed, obviously. Wow. You know, we were all in the green room. We were all chatting. We were watching the games as they happened live. They have a little live feed beamed directly into the green room. So we were just, I mean, we were just sitting in there for eight, 10 hours, just chatting with each other, get to know each other. And happy to say that I'm, I made some really great friends out there in oh, January. That's neat. In your introduction to Friday's show, you thank the Missouri Quiz Bowl Alliance. What's your connection there, Michael? I understand that you also participated in Quiz Bowl as a high schooler. Yeah. So I played, uh, we called it academic quiz bowl or scholar bowl, whatever you want to call it, brain bowl, some schools call it. I played that for four years in high school. And when I was in high school, the Missouri Quiz Bowl Alliance was this young upstart organization really dedicated to putting on really quality tournaments for high schoolers, you know, helping to give back to that community. After graduate school, I moved back to Missouri and I kind of got involved in staffing again. And I was asked if I wanted to be a member of the Missouri Quiz Bowl Alliance. And I said, well, absolutely. I mean, you talk about a great opportunity to give back to an activity that gave you so much. And I, I credit my experience with Quiz Bowl getting that buzzer reflex, right? Yeah, yeah. With, you know, a lot of those Jeopardy successes. Is so, that how you got into trivia to begin with? Um, I was always interested in it as a kid, but uh, Quiz Bowl was the first, like, structured um, competition I did, like, in high school. Were you as good as uh, at trivia competitions as a kid as, as you are now, or did it take some time for you to develop that set of skills? Um... <sighs> I was pretty good. I was pretty good in high school. I was not a top level player by any means. I mean, there there were some kids and, uh, you know, I, I'm from St. Louis, but there were some teams from Ledoux in St. Louis and Clayton in St. Louis that were just nationally competitive teams, right? Um, in 2013, the Ledoux team actually won a national tournament. So compared to them, I was nothing. Compared to some other schools, I, I think I was pretty good. We'll be right back. You know, you work for Hallmark now as a data analyst. Do your coworkers view view you now as something as a celebrity having been on the show? Yeah, you know, it's 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 so funny, you know, we are still in kind of a hybrid working environment. So, you know, from time to time we will have quarterly meetings in person at HQ and near Crown Center. And every time I go back, there's always, you know, a few people on our team like, there's the Jeopardy guy, right? <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, as far as things go, you know, as far as things that you're known for at work go, I'd say that's a pretty good one. Yeah. As you think back to the tournament that just aired, were there a moment, was there a moment or two that you sort of thought, man, I wish I had that moment back again because I, I knew the answer but didn't get in fat, whatever the issue was? Yeah. So... <laughs> The real answer is, so I won't bog down all the details, but I bet it all in Final Jeopardy on day one of the two-day final. I had like $16,000. And the, the the eventual winner of the tournament, Juveria, she had like $34,000. And I'm like, look, she is too good for me to not, you know, at least give myself a chance in right. game two. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to bet it all. And I got it wrong. And yeah. Javeria bet big in Final Jeopardy. She also got it wrong. So if I had just bet nothing, if I had done nothing, I would have been about know. even with everybody going into day two. Instead, I was about fifteen, twenty thousand dollars behind the other two competitors. So, you know, in hindsight, I it's one of those things. Uh, we talk about this a lot in you know I'm I'm big into like the baseball sabermetrics community, right? 
results-oriented thinking, it's not how you succeed, right? You have to put yourself in the position of what gives me the best chance to succeed, and it's not always going to work out, right? right, right. Um, but if you gave me a thousand times to do that, maybe it would have worked out, you know, 600 of them, right? Yeah. And, and we're, we're calling that a pretty good ratio. So, What was the question that you didn't get? You remember? Yeah. So it was about so it was about geography. It was this it was like the first city on Australia with a council government. Yeah, you kind of blot some of those things out of your mind, but it was like, oh, and it also has the name of a queen in it. And I'm like, Queen? I'm like, there's no such thing as like Queen Sydney, Queen Melbourne. And so I, I was just near the end, I was just like, okay, maybe there was a Queen Alice. And I wrote down Alice Springs, which is a city in Middle of nowhere in the outback, right? So right, right. not the best guess. Turned out I'd completely forgotten that there's a Queen Adelaide of England. So Adelaide was the correct answer. So I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the thing. Is there are so many questions, right? I mean, even the best players in the world, even the best trivia minds in the world, they will get questions wrong because you can't know everything. Yeah. It's impossible. How did your family watching back in St. Louis react to all this? I mean, they, they were just thrilled. I bet they were. Right. I mean, yeah. they, they hosted a huge watch party in my uncle's place. And, you know, I, I got sent a picture. There were probably 30, 35 people just huddled in my, my uncle's living room just, just watching this. I'm like, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. It's kind of great to bring everybody together. I know Jeopardy announced the Champions Wildcard Tournament pretty early on in 2023. You mentioned that. But production was halted over the summer due to the writer's strike. When did you know for sure that you were going back to the Champions Wildcard show? I didn't know for sure that I was going back until basically they called me. They, they sent me a text. They, I, I shouldn't even say called. They didn't call me. They sent me a text and they emailed me. And I said... They sent you a text and yeah, stuff? They don't call you? Yeah. So his name is John. His name is John. He's a producer on the show. And he's like, hey, champ, check your email. And then I, you, know, you open your, your inbox. You're like, oh, they want me to come back. Oh, they, they want me to there on that first week of January. All right, call up my boss, ask for the PTO. Yeah. Any problem getting it? No. Yeah. Just like that first time. You know, and if if she's listening now, she I she might remember the first time she said, I'm not gonna stop you from doing this. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty quick turnaround given that prior ex experience. Did you feel more prepared this time around, or did you feel the need to prep at all? Or what did you do over the Christmas break to get ready? I'm going to be honest. I really didn't do a whole lot of prep at all. Well, I don't, I don't know how much that would help. Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, some some Jeopardy champions, and including Juveria, who is in L.A. this week taping the Tournament of Champions, she was talking about, oh, well, you know, I've got all these flashcards. I've got thousands of flashcards. I'm just like, I, I guess I, um, I, read, I read books sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, when I'm, when I'm surfing the Internet, you know, I've got, you know, eight Wikipedia tabs open at yeah. once, right? And I'm just yeah. like, okay, well, let's learn anything about everything. But you know, structured studying... Not really. You just, you don't, because that's one of the big questions we get as contestants. Oh, do they give you a study guide? Absolutely not. You have no idea what they're going to ask. So the best thing you can do is just, you know, prep yourself on that buzzer and just get ready to go in and kill it. Do you think the flashcards would make any difference? In some respects, yeah. You know, in hindsight, maybe, maybe, maybe I should have made a few thousand flashcards. Maybe I would have uh, done a little bit better. But yeah. at the same time, with it's, it's not like, you know, in, in Quiz Bowl, we talk about there being a defined canon, right? We expect these books to be asked in literature questions. We, ask, we expect these scientists to be asked about, these battles to be asked about. Yeah. In Jeopardy, it's like, all right, let's do some wordplay. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. how can I even possibly prepare for that? Do you have a favorite category? Um, so it's, it's kind of funny. They, uh, on my Thursday game, one of the categories was rap words and phrases. Mm. Uh, and um, so I'm, I'm a former uh, DJ. 
Mm-hmm. I, I did four years of college radio, so I, I had to do a lot of music discovery in those years. So I learned a lot about rap music. So that rap words and phrases category comes up and I'm just like, let's go. I you know, I even got to to do a, you know, the skirt, yeah. you know, the, the, the interjection and trap music is how they described it. Got to do that in the voice, which was uh funny. I've, uh, I've gotten some interesting comments on TikTok about that. My fiance has been reading me those. And she says, well, here's what they say about you. I'm like, man, I, I really got the youth vote, I guess. <laughs> we have a clip here from last Thursday's episode. And I have to say, you dominated the rap words and phrases category. Let's listen. Rap words and phrases. Rap words and phrases for 800. On Otis, Jay-Z claimed to have invented this four-letter term, defined as bold assurance or great self-confidence. Michael. What is swag? Invented swag, yes. Let's go with uh, rap words for 600. Used as an interjection in trap music, this vowelless word conveys the sound of tires screeching. Michael. What is skirt? Yes. Well said. Uh, Rap words and phrases for 400. There is no need to have a dental item for doing this, a word meaning showing off. Dr. Dre rhymed it with slossin. Michael. What is flossin? Flossin is right. (laughs) Good for you. Skirt, skirt. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. This just floored me too. At one point in the competition, you responded to this prompt from the uh, name of a town in County Wicklow. It's an Irish walking stick or cudgel. And your answer was? What is a shillelagh? Oh, man. I don't know how you know this stuff. Well, again, uh, congratulations on the great run in Jeopardy, though, Michael. So good to have you here. And uh, Thank you terrific. very much. Yeah. That's Michael Menkes, again, a two-time Jeopardy champ. He just competed in the 2024 Champions Wildcard. It aired just last week. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our intern is Lauren Texter. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening. <laughs>